0: Hey guys, Dave here with the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about getting into syndicating your deals or creating a fund? Well, if so, pay close attention to this episode because today's guest, Mr. Seth Ferguson, knows all about that. So Seth has been in the real estate game for 13 years. He's a multifamily investor. Heck, he puts on a big conference every single year for multifamily investors. And He's been doing this for a while, and he knows a thing or two about syndicating deals and creating funds. So, Seth, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. I actually want you to say the name of your podcast five times fast. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> <interesting>. No, <laughs> sorry to turn you down, brother. <laughs> Too much assonance or alliteration. I gotta remember which one it is. Anyhow, yeah, Seth, I- welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. So, first of all. Tell us, what are the big picture pros and cons of syndicating a deal versus creating a fund? And first of all, let's start with a very basic, your definition of what is a real estate syndication? Yeah, great question. And a lot of people,
1: like I did when I first started investing, I didn't even know this type of structuring was out there. My eyes blew wide open as soon as I found out you could do this cool stuff with structuring in real estate. So a real estate syndication, in a nutshell is a bunch of investors who have pooled their capital together, who then invest it with a sponsor, a general partner, the person who's going to be running the deal. So what happens is we have true passive investing for the passive investors. And then that deal is managed by an experienced sponsor who makes all the decisions, who knows when to exit, who finds the deal, et cetera. Most people will be familiar if they listen to your show about joint venture structures, like if they're doing single family home investing, yeah but one thing most people don't realize is that a joint venture type of arrangement both parties are considered active so their risk is unlimited in that deal so for example if you and i did a joint venture on a duplex conversion and something goes wrong and you know the lender comes after me to make themselves whole and i declare bankruptcy they're coming after you and taking everything you have with the syndication We have true passive investing and the limited partnership, the the passive investors, they're called the limited partners because their risk is limited. So it really mitigates their risk exposure, which is what a passive investor really wants. Like They don't want to be on the hook for somebody else's mistake.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Now, what would you suggest now, because you've got experience doing both ways, I'm sure. You've done joint ventures in the past and you've done syndications. At what point... Does it make financial sense to look at syndicating a deal? Because I think most of us are familiar with syndications for doing really, really big multifamily properties. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it really depends upon the amount of dollars being raised. Because you know, if we're doing like a duplex conversion, the cost and the effort of syndicating the deal, it doesn't make sense. It's far easier to have a couple investors come together, form a JV type of arrangement and do the deal. But when we get into some larger deals you know maybe a 40 unit 50 obviously over 50 units a syndication becomes very efficient and very effective at bringing large amounts of capital into the mix Wall Street does one thing really well they raise a lot of money and they deploy it efficiently and you know syndication in, in the fund structure that's a wall street creation so basically real estate investors are taking a lesson taking a page out of Wall Street's book but it's a great way to do it because you're able to take People who don't have the real estate experience, who don't have the time, they might be doctors, lawyers, accountants doing what they do best every day, but now they're able to invest in a real estate deal, get all the benefits involved. So the cash flow, the appreciation, the tax benefits, but they don't have to make any of the decisions. They can go and do what they do best. And then somebody else who actually has that track record can go out and make their money work hard.
0: All right. So if we're looking at this for bigger deals... You know, without holding you to it, Seth, give us an idea more or less how much does it cost these days to set up a syndication? It depends on the lawyer. Um,
1: <laughs> good answer, but yeah, give but, it this but, ball. But part. but you could you could be as low as twenty-five thousand dollars and in excess of three hundred thousand dollars, depending on a wide range of factors. But if we are syndicating a deal. Generally speaking, the cost of setting up the syndication is going to be borne by the syndication. So let's say you and I are working together to raise capital for a 100-unit building. The capital that we need to raise, obviously, would include the equity we need, any of the CapEx improvements we're going to do, but also for the legal fees and any other requirements the lender has. So it's not like your sponsor or the general partner is out of pocket for that money. It's the deal that pays for it.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, the investors pay for it. True. Yes, exactly. Okay. So again, like you've obviously focused on multifamily, bigger deals. So give or take at what point, like what capital raised number would you use as a rule of thumb for starting to seriously think about doing a syndication? Yeah, that is a very tough Question to answer, yeah, especially with the price of properties these days. I mean, a single family home for cried out loud could <laughs> in some areas. Exactly, exactly. Actually, I always laugh when uh, you know, like I'm
1: talking with people in like some market in the U.S. You know, they're talking about houses for four hundred thousand dollars being expensive, whereas like a shoebox is worth over a million bucks where I am.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's crazy, but yeah, let me try and answer that that question as best as I can, keeping it very general. In my experience, I've always gone by like unit count. So if it's like a 40 unit building, but obviously if syndicating the deal is going to cost you $40,000 and there's not enough meat on the bone in a smaller deal you're doing, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. So I think you really have to look at it. Okay, you have this property in mind, maybe you have it under contract. Okay, what's the best way to raise this capital? Well, what's my business plan? Like, what do I need to hit? What targets do I need to hit to syndicate this deal? Because most syndicators will have what's called a preferred equity. So a preferred return. We can get into that later on if you want to, but you have to make sure that you're able to deliver what you're promising your investors. And if you can't make that happen, then you know maybe you have to go back to the drawing board and, and think of another way to do
0: it. All right, very good. So we talked a little bit about syndication. So we understand that's getting a bunch of investors on board with a deal and they're partners, but they're silent partners and they're limited with their liability in that particular situation. What's the difference between that and setting up a fund? So what would a fund look like?
1: Yeah, so a real estate fund basically has a life of its own. So a syndication, we syndicate deals on a deal-by-deal basis. So let's say I have a deal under contract. I need to raise the money. I approach individual investors and say, hey, listen, this is my deal. Do you want to invest? Yes or no? And the investor can say, yeah, this looks good or no, it's not for me. Talk to me for the next one. With a fund, the investor doesn't have control over where their money goes in the fund. So for example, a fund will have criteria that they use in order to assess and acquire properties. For instance, it could be B-class multifamily property in the eastern provinces of Canada. For example, the investor will speak with the fund manager, take a look at the criteria and decide Okay, this criteria seems like it fits my goals. I want to invest. But as soon as they invest in the fund, they don't get that deal-by-deal yay or nay. However, with the fund structure, your money is spread out over all of the properties in the fund. So some investors like that rather than syndicating on a deal-by-deal basis. And the fund will grow and expand. It can grow and then they can go through periods where they sell off properties once they hit their targets. And funds can have a lifespan of you know 20. 30, 40 years, you name it. So very similar in terms of structure. We have the limited partnership, the general partnership, very similar in terms of protections for the limited partners, but very different in terms of the say the
0: investor has on where exactly their money is deployed. Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's ran out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right. Discount code PODCAST at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. All right. So fund is, is good. Where would a, a REIT come into this? Is that a form of a fund or is that something completely different? Yeah. Uh,
1: REITs are a totally different animal. And I'm glad you asked because a lot of people seem to think like a REIT is very similar to this it's very different okay. a REIT is you're basically buying a stock so you know it's a company that happens to work in real estate and you're buying a stock so that you know the public markets affect the price of the share you're buying with syndication and a fund you are participating in the private equity market we have private individuals investing their funds and you really have the true benefits of ownership for example, because of the best thing ever invented, which is depreciation, we can enjoy all these tax benefits. And the limited partnership, the passive investors get these flow through depreciation credits through the syndication. So it's like they own a piece of the building, which they do. With a REIT, you're basically buying a stock. So very different in the setup, also very different in how you can invest. A lot of syndications and funds will work only with accredited investors. With a REIT, anybody can buy a $5 stock. So very different levels of entry and very different rules in terms of how long your money's in the deal, so to speak.
0: All right, Seth, fantastic. So now we got a better idea of what syndicating is all about. We got a better idea of what creating a real estate fund is all about. Now let's talk about how the heck do we get people and who are the people we're going to get to invest in these things if we set them up. So walk us through that because Again, as, as you're aware, my my whole shtick is is how to tap in and leverage your network to raise that first six figures up to one one point five, maybe two million. Now you're you're tending to talk a lot bigger numbers for these kind of deals. So where are you finding these investors, and who are they?
1: Yeah, well, you know what, this is right in your wheelhouse, Steve, because you are the pro at raising capital, and you know the fundamentals don't really change. We're still working our network extremely hard face-to-face relationships are where it's at. So, you know, let me first walk through kind of the process of syndicating a deal, and then we can fill sure. in. So let's say I'm somebody, I want to acquire X number of units in this building. So I'll get the property under contract. And as I'm doing my due diligence, I'm going to start putting uh, some uh, food in the water for, you know, all the investors peaking their interest. Hey, I have this deal coming up. Might you be interested? Put a little chum in the in the ocean there. Isn't it? Exactly, ex- exactly. And you know, once the diligence passes, I have to prepare my marketing material so the investors have all the information they need about the deal. I need to fill them in on you know the purchase price, our business plan, the upside we see in the deal, information about the market, the sub market, where we see the deal heading. Then I send that marketing material out to all the investors in my database who've expressed some interest. And I'll probably do a conference call, some Zoom meetings, answering questions. We may have the property manager who's currently managing the asset or the manager who will be taking over the asset come on with me to answer some questions. Once that's all done, we have some legal paperwork. So the investors who are interested, they'll get what's called a PPM, a private placement memorandum, or an offering memorandum. And that has all the legalese in it that the lawyers want. So we talked about- oh, uh, About that thick, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, word, I think. Yeah. So you know this is where the lawyers earn their uh, fee by preparing the PPM. And attached to that is what's called the subscription agreement. The subscription agreement is the agreement between yourself and the investor. So the investor is willing to purchase X number of shares in exchange for this amount of dollars in the new entity that's being created. And then at that point, the investor will wire the funds into the entity's bank account. So that's syndication in a nutshell. So how do we bring investors into our sphere? It all comes down to lead magnets. Mm-hmm. So you first start off, you're going to be working like your close acquaintances, family and friends. But, you know, a lot of people have challenges when you're working in the exempt market. So if you're only dealing with accredited investors, you have to change up your strategy a little bit. So, you know, you could write a book and use that as a lead magnet to bring people into your sphere. You could have eBooks, white papers, case studies. You could have a YouTube channel. You know, I've got a YouTube channel and now I get inquiries every day from people just from YouTube you can start a podcast, you can go to real estate meetup groups, but you need to have something out there that's free that can demonstrate your expertise and the benefits for the other person if they uh, want to pursue that. That's where it starts. And then obviously you go into your funnel. So once your lead comes in, then you have to add value and and really find out what's driving them. Why are they investing? What are their plans? So then that way you can kind of have that meeting of the minds and relate in clear language that will resonate with them why they should invest or what benefits there are to investing with you. I'm sure you talk about this all the time and you know you've got your course
0: and your books but uh, yeah the fundamentals don't really change. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit with what you do for that. And I know you've been you've been very active, very very smart about this for a long time Seth. You've got your podcast going, you got your YouTube channel going. Heck, I think I think you had a cable TV show going or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we've got the cable TV show too. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, yeah. So you're, and and then you've got a conference going. So speaking of lead magnets, time flies when we're having fun here. If people want to find out more about you, because they're they're obviously going to say, hey, this is a sharp guy. He knows what he's talking about, especially when it comes into that multifamily investing space. And you're a fellow Canadian, so you you help out a lot of Canadians getting in that space. Where can people go, Seth, to find out more about Seth Ferguson?
1: Yeah. The best way to actually hear more about me, would be the YouTube channel. Like you mentioned, youtube.com slash Seth Ferguson. We publish a new multifamily related video every single week, but we also have a quick start guide for multifamily investing. And you can get that at multifamilyconference.ca slash quick start
0: guide. And I'm sure we can put a link down there. So somebody we'll, can- We'll put that in the show notes as well. And then again, so the main website where people can find out more about you in the conference-
1: multifamilyconference.ca is the conference site. And if you want to just read more about me and not about the conference,
0: sethferguson.org. Awesome. Very good, Seth. It's been a real pleasure. We'll have to have you back on the show to continue the conversation. All right. Thanks so much, Dave. My pleasure. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And hopefully you've got a good idea now about the difference between a real estate syndication and a real estate fund and what they're all about. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks again, Seth. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.